Welcome to Sing, Dance, Act, Thrive, featuring conversations with performing artists and industry influencers on what it takes to succeed in the arts. I am your host, Diane Foy, and I believe that you really can make a living from your creative talents. As a publicist, podcaster, and coach, my mission is to educate, motivate, and empower you to thrive with authenticity, creativity, and purpose. Hello, and welcome to episode number 14 of Sing, Dance, Act, Thrive. Last week was Canadian Music Week, so there's lots to report back. I will let you know what I did for CMW, including some shows and some panels. And then I invited some artists to come on. So this is part one of a two-parter on Canadian Music Week. This week, we have Angela Saney and Denver Haley. And they're going to tell us about what they loved about CMW, artists that they checked out, and panels and what they learned from them. So I hope you enjoy it. My CMW started off on Tuesday night. I had my artist, Kelly Fraser, playing the longboat. Upstairs at the Great Hall, I went up to see Moon vs. Sun, collaboration between two of Canada's most prolific artists, Chantal Kravayatsuk and RLDP's frontman, Rain Maida. They came together, they've been married for 20 years, and have written a lot of songs for other artists, as well as their own career. Artists such as Kelly Clarkson, Carrie Underwood, Drake, and they've come together to do their debut album. The only thing about their show I wasn't a big fan of was they're kind of bickering back and forth. I think they've made it kind of the shtick, and the audience seemed to love it. I, it's not my thing. And then I went and saw the documentary that the album is based on, I'm Going to Break Your Heart. It's a documentary about the making of the album. It's interesting because it shows their songwriting process. But again, I was like, I listen to them arguing for 90 minutes. Maybe I'm just not a fan of conflict. I don't know. That, that part wasn't my thing. But the music, the performances were lovely. And the album is beautiful. It, like there's so many songs that I've only heard a few times and they're ingrained into my head. Some of the standout tracks of the album of the same name, I'm Going to Break Your Heart, is the title song, I'm Going to Break Your Heart, is a great song. I Love It When You Make Me Beg is another standout song. Honestly, one of my favorite songs on the album, I don't know if I've if anyone else picked this one up, but Bring That Boy. I love that song. It's a very cool, like, the names that came to my mind when I try and think of how to describe this song is Johnny Cash, Emily Harris, um, Roseanne Cash, Rodney Crowell, that whole thing, that whole vibe of like Americana music really struck me, that Bring That Boy To Me song. Love it. And definitely check it out on Spotify. The album's out now. And I think... I'm told that the documentary will be out on Crave TV on May 24th. The music is just haunting. The album is just beautiful. Definitely, I hope that they continue releasing music under this project, Moon vs. Sun. So on Thursday, 
The first thing I went to at CMW was Linda Perry. I've been a fan of hers from, well, day one, like many of us have. Her as an artist, and then she's produced the biggest names in pop music. I love her rants. She went on some rants. Took the time to listen to artists in the audience, their music, either on record, record, ha, 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 um, either on digital, or she invited artists to come up and just play their song. And she gave feedback, and she gave great feedback. Sometimes it was, ah, it was great. I have nothing to say. Other times she gave, you know, really detailed feedback on how they can improve the song. One of her rants was on country music, which I loved. I agreed with everything because she's like, you know what I miss in country music? Country music. There's no country. And then I could tell that after so many artists went up to play their songs, she was kind of getting bored. And she's just like, can anyone come up here and just mess things up? And someone was jumping up and down saying, yes, me, 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 me. And she kind of looked at her and went, I don't really believe you. but. She brought up this fantastic harp that apparently she created and and co-made. So just because it was something different, Linda gave her a hundred bucks, which is fantastic. But even then, I think Linda was, is there any rock stars here? Someone give me something different, something I haven't heard before. She blames Nirvana for the fact that there are no rock stars anymore. Because, and well, okay, she, she blames some 41 too, but you know, as a Canadian, I feel like I need to protect them. That they made everyone feel like anyone can do it. No one thought that about Mick Jagger or David Bowie because they were rock stars. And Linda also proclaimed that she's a rock star. She lives her life the way she is 24 7. And she walks into a room, you know, she's a rock star. She just said the bar is so low that there are ants crawling over it. She wants the artists to stop playing it safe. And she even looked at everyone and went, you all look lovely, but I don't see a star. And it was a good wake-up call for everyone, all the artists in the audience, too. You know, even the songs that she said, yeah, they're great. She still kind of wishes that you would try something new. Mess something up. Try something edgier. Do something different. And I agree. I would like country music and rock and roll to come back. The next up was the Global Forum, the soundtrack to democracy, music's political and social power. I missed the first bit of it because I was in Linda Perry, but I went over to Caught the Last Half and saw a bit of the panel discussion. They actually showed a really cool documentary. I think it's a CBC documentary on Buffy St. Marie called Buffy St. Marie Raises Her Voice. It was cool and it went into her history and how they tried to censor her. They tried to, FBI had a file on her and she's like, what did I do? (laughs) It just showed the differences that she made. And the part of the film that really, that I loved was They showed Buffy introducing a tribe called Red at the Junos in 2016. They interviewed the guys. He was kind of tearing up. And he said that after backstage, Buffy said to him, 
it used to just be me up there. And it was a powerful moment that that it's come a long way for Indigenous artists to have more of them on the Junos and not just Buffy St. Marie for the last 30 years. And then there was an, a rap group, the Sorority. They were wicked. And after they finished performing, one of the girls just said, I encourage you to attend shows that maybe make you uncomfortable. A lot of people, they, they stick with their genre of music that they like. And they go to all the rock shows. Or if they're a country person, they go to all the country shows. Or even hip-hop. They go to all the hip-hop shows. And it was a really good message to just say, go to something you're uncomfortable with. If you're a hip-hop artist, well, okay, she didn't say this, but I'm going to switch it up on her. Because she's saying, check out a hip-hop show. And I would love a hip-hop artist. Go check out a country show. Jazz show. And just get new inspiration. After that, I went off and I interviewed Tom Jackson, live performance coach. So that'll be another episode later on. And we'll get the interview with Tom, but then also some artists that I sent to his workshops to report back on what they learned and how they're going to incorporate it into their own live performances. Next, I interviewed uh, UK musician Dave Randall. He's a guitar player and producer. He's worked with Sinead O'Connor, Faithless, and Dido, and some others. And he has always been very politically active with his life and his music. And he has a book out called Sound System, The Political Power of Music. It was really interesting. He speaks of the power of music and politics and the influence that music can have in the world. So I had a chat with him, and that will be on another episode coming up soon. So then I headed on over to the Broad Music and Broadcast Industry Awards at Rebel. For the first little while, it was kind of boring. <laughs> I'm sure the radio people love the beginning part. It's all their awards. But I waited for near the end when they had some musical performances. 5440 performed, which, you know, they're always wicked. And they also had a bunch of musicians get together to tribute Michael McCarty, who's a, getting an award for his career in publishing. They had Astero and Three Days Grace, Alexis on Fire, Billy Talent, Jellystone, all performing together. Lifetime Achievement Award recipient was Robbie Robertson. And he was there to accept. And then the Canadian Songwriters Hall of Fame celebrated producer, songwriter, musician Eddie Swartz. He's written a lot of songs. Um, probably the best known is Hit Me With Your Best Shot. But he's worked with the Doobie Brothers and Gowan and America, many others. And so Gowan performed. And I haven't seen Gowan in... I would say years, but it might be um, decades. And I was always a big fan of Gowan. So he sang When There's Time for Love. And then Gowan singing Hit Me With Your Best Shot made my night. That was fantastic. <laughs> it was fun. And Gowan was such a great performer. So on Friday, I interviewed Joe Solo. He's a producer and music success coach. So that'll be for an upcoming episode. He had an Ask Me Anything 
session and I have some great feedback from some artists that I sent. Friday night was the Kensington Sound AM to FM Promotions Showcase at CMW. It was such an amazing lineup of artists and different type of music. You know, it was great to see MT Walker and that was a personal favorite of mine because back when I started doing publicity, 2005, maybe I worked with Turn Off the Stars and they were kind of one of my bigger bands that I've worked with as a publicist when I was starting out doing PR and they were just kind of starting out and taking off and they opened for Switchfoot and did many tours. So then I haven't seen or talked to Mike Walker in 10 years and ran into him at this same party last year and we reconnected and it was so exciting to see that his twin brother was up there with him. So it was really great to see him and love the new music. There was another artist, Jordan John. I don't know who he is. I assume he works with Ben at Kensington Sound. It was very cool R&B soul. He had a wicked voice. Like, wow, really stood out and got everyone's attention. Kelly Fraser performed. She is my artist. She's an Inuit artist. And she had the crowd singing along, chanting along. And it was a really fun time. So she had everyone sing along to Leave Us Alone and dance into Rebound Girl. Uh, a little later, uh, Tamara Madeline, she's one of the artists that I sent to some panels to f- give us feedback. And then there was another artist, Remy Selmy. She was great. I really loved her. She had a really unique sound, so really good performance. So I would love to see her again. Saturday. Didn't do a lot. Well, no, I did a lot. I did less work. I was supposed to interview King Combs, Sean Diddy Combs' son. King Combs was also supposed to be on a hip-hop panel at CMW, but he was a no-show. So, yeah, I don't really have a lot to say about that. Then I saw a bit of Joe Solo, Tom Jackson, and then I went to the Music Ontario CD Baby party at The Joint. And that one was just a good casual party to catch up with old and new friends. So that's kind of where the main industry people there that we see all the time, but maybe don't always get a chance to chat with. So it was great to catch up with some people there. And then I went to go see Danko Jones at the Horseshoe. So another one that I haven't seen in years, years, which means decades, Um, (laughs) Danko Jones and such a good show, such a good show to a packed crowd. And then I just mingled around. You know, bovine. There we go. That was my CMW. From all that and the fun just keeps on going. So now I am going to turn it over to some artists to tell you about their CMW. I'm Angela Saney. I am a singer, songwriter, uh, folk pop Americana artist based in Toronto, Ontario. Played a showcase on the Tuesday night at the Drake Hotel. It was great. I love that venue. It has awesome sound. That showcase was, it was quite a eclectic mix. So one other thing I really noticed, uh, which I didn't, I hadn't realized until that night was that it was all female, an all female lineup. Um, yeah. Which I great. love. I love that I'm seeing more and more of that. So it wasn't advertised as such. 
um, which I also love. Which kind of makes it better. Well, I think know? so. I'm, 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 a, I'm a firm believer in, uh, I, I think that, you know, the whole women in music thing I fully support. Obviously, we need more women on stage and, and you know, the equality. But at the same time, I just, uh, I don't think, you know, women in music is a genre. So it's, it's for me, it's, uh, sometimes it gets taken as like, we're all one in the same. And, and I kind of like that we're just like, we're for half the population. I mean, we're just like all women that are in music. We all do totally different genres and different styles. And I like that. Um, it's no big deal. It doesn't really matter what the gender is of whoever's on stage. So I kind of like that there's lots, there's a lot more women, but I also don't think we need to bill them as such because then it kind of creates a bit of a, you know, I don't want to be like a shtick. That's not my thing. So yeah, it was a great showcase though. The greatest shows I saw, I saw a few amazing uh, shows this Canadian Music Week, but one of my favorites was uh, Local Darlings, the Mono Whales. And they, turns out they also won an award at the uh, Jim Beam Indies uh, this week as well, but I saw them at the Horseshoe on the Wednesday night, playing with some other great acts that I like, and uh, they just killed it on stage. I'm such a fan. So Mono Whales are on fire. And another show I saw that I thought of, um, I saw a really kick-ass country show on the Friday night. I think it was at the. I think it's called the Kicking Horse Saloon or. Oh, Rock and Horse. Rock and Horse. That's it. The Rock and Horse right on Adelaide. I hadn't been to that venue before, and it was a pretty cool stomping venue. Yeah. And uh, the band I went to see was Nice Horse. And if you haven't heard of them, they are fantastic. They're an all-female country act based out of Calgary, uh, which is my hometown as well. So I know some of the girls in that band. And they, they're rising stars, they have great music, and they just lit it up. So it was such a great show. And I was, uh, had a nice uh, opening act, which was Elise Saunders. And she's also a friend of mine. I've known her for quite some time. And I hadn't seen her play with her band uh, ever. And she just kicked it. She's just got this beautiful country voice. And she was like the perfect opening act for, uh, for that. And there's a whole bunch of A-listers playing that show too, but like it was just a killer night. So just bang on country music. If, uh, if you ever check out that venue, I highly recommend it. So you saw the Linda Perry Masterclass. Tell me about some of the things that you might have learned from her and also you got chosen to play your song. So tell me about that too. When I got called up, I was the third one and I felt like I won the lottery. I kind of like, jumped up and I was like, yay, I was so excited. And she commented on my enthusiasm. And uh, of course, the minute I got, cause she had everyone kind of go up to the podium and like stand uh, or sit on the, you know, the rise or the stage. So um, it occurred to me while I was up there, you know, they started playing my song and I got so excited. And then I thought to myself, I'm like, I better take a selfie. So I took a little bit of video, a little bit of selfie, um, share a link uh, who is the host from Pure Music, uh, I, I do know her. She thought it was hilarious. And uh, Linda Perry at the end was like, I don't know if you're allowed to do that. And then it occurred to me, I don't know if I was allowed to do that. You know, I didn't want to get in trouble with Linda, Linda Perry's people, but I did get the go ahead that I could go ahead and share it in my Instagram stories. In fact, uh, they were going to share it after, after I shared it. So I was like so excited. It was awesome. What did you take away from that whole masterclass experience? 
Yeah, my favorite part of going to listening panels like that is, for me, uh, you know, I, I've been writing songs for a long time, and I'm always interested to see how I feel about the song and if I can compare it to what, you know, the expert says. So um, everything that Linda said about most of the songs that we heard, I really agreed with. And so, I've, you know, it gives me that confidence of, you know, oh, I thought that too, and I thought that too. So that's something I really got got out of it. And obviously, um, when we played my song, Black Sheep, I was so excited and really happy that she didn't say anything bad about my song. She, uh, you know, she said it sounded like current, you know, pop country music. She commented on the production of it. She, she said only like good things, like it was really positive. So I was really happy, you know, that she didn't like tear my part, my song apart. <laughs> so that was awesome. Yeah. And I, I think she, I have so much respect for her and her enthusiasm while she was up there. And she's just a really, you know, badass producer, songwriter, just I have mad respect for her. So it was just amazing they played my song. Oh, uh, yeah. And to get that feedback one-on-one, I mean, that's a dream. Totally. Yeah. yeah, it was great. And all those, it was funny because when I got off the stage and, you know, like after the masterclass, a lot of people I saw in the hallways or in the foyer were like, oh, yeah, you know, you got your song heard or we saw you take the selfie. You know, I was I was kind of the only person who did that. Uh, but it was just something that I just was so excited. Like, I just really wanted to me- remember that moment because it was just the excitement just took hold. Yeah. It took hold of me. <laughs> That's fantastic. Hi, my name is Denver Haley. I'm a singer-songwriter, producer, and artist here in Toronto. Um, and I make R&B and soul music. Great. And so how was your CMW? Did you see any great artists that you want to check out again? My CMW was absolutely amazing. It was um, my first CMW. Um, and uh, I started the week off by uh, headlining my first festival show at Adelaide Hall, which was lovely. And uh, kind of started or created a, a nice kind of segue into um, how I can make myself a better artist um, by attending all these amazing panels and workshops as well, interactive workshops. Um, and I did uh, get to check out a couple new artists as well, which was uh, very inspiring and refreshing. Great. Any artists that stand out to you? you want I to can shout definitely out? say uh, definitely Wes Mason for sure. Yeah. Um, just as an acoustic artist myself, he is a very authentic um, songwriter. So um, just very, 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 very passionate um, in his um, selection of words. And he's only 20. Um, when I found that out, I was a bit shocked because um, he has a very mature approach to expression. So uh, definitely a shout out to Wes Mason for sure. That's great. And that was at the Kensington Sound AM to FM showcase. Yes, yes. And then a lot of great artists that night, for sure. So, What are some of the panels that you went to and what did you learn? Yeah, uh, the first panel that I uh, went to um, was a discussion uh, with Tuma Besa. Um, he's the YouTube director of Urban Music um, and Cardinal Official, he ended up uh, bringing up. And they were discussing um, kind of more the long-term history of um, music um, for, like specifically here in Toronto, um, but from the U.S. perspective. Um, and he just was pretty much uh, bringing up the fact that, you know, Toronto, even though there's a spotlight now, that, you know, things have been in the works for a long time. Um, you know, our pioneers like Maestro and Michini and, and uh, Socrates and 
of course, you know, Julie Black, um, that they've pretty much paved the way. Um, and even though they're still um, in the industry right now, that they, you know, have pretty much shown the new generation, um, you know, what to do, how to approach things, and also how to get across the border. That was a topic that came up. Um, Tuma asked Cardinal, you know, how do Canadian artists um, end up breaking through <laughs> here in Canada? Question we all want to know. <laughs> exactly. And Cardinal actually said they don't. Yeah. <laughs> he said straight up they don't. So it was very interesting to hear, you know, somebody who is a symbol of Canadian music um, expressing that openly. You know, I think a lot of times we hear that, you know, maybe we have to do it differently or try different things because it's a different area. But to hear somebody boldly say, no, you actually have to leave to make it happen um, was interesting to me. Um, and uh, also the question um, portion of the session was uh, good as well. Um, one of my fellow Honey Jam sisters um, ended up asking, Esma ended up asking, uh, how Cardinal thinks that he can support uh, female artists, specifically in urban music in Toronto. And Cardinal um, brought up the point that he thinks that it's really up to um, other women to work with more women uh, rather than leaving it to the men to bring us up. So I definitely made note of that. That's interesting, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, also after that session, I also went to the how to become a social media ninja in under an hour. And that was presented by Rick Barker. Um, he's the former manager for Taylor Swift and he does social media mentoring right now for American Idol. Um, I kind of got in a little bit late because the sessions were overlapping, but when I did jump in, it seemed like the perfect time. He was discussing the fact that um, your number of followers on your accounts does not necessarily equal your value um, if there's no engagement. Um, the the number count, you know, that's it looks good, but you know, are you, you buy numbers? Yeah, you can. It's oh, all yes, about yeah. the engagement because if you most industry, the first thing they do is check out your social media. And like as a publicist, if I'm pitching artists to media, again, first thing they do is check out your social media. And oh yeah, it's just numbers, whatever. But if they see that you have like active conversations going on mm -hmm. with your followers, that makes them take notice. So, yeah. Go on. What else? So, yeah. Um, and then he was also talking about um, the types of influencers that are out there. You know, um, if you're just starting out with social media, um, that's fine. Don't compare yourself to, you know, the, the larger names. Kind of work within your own community, your own circle, um, and work your way out from there. And then he also discussed, um, you know, other ways to create community um, and, you know, having partners or um, some type of brand partnerships, um, how that can be um, beneficial, even in the earlier stages of um, your music careers. So um, that was really, really good. Um, moving on, I also did the Cooking Beats session with Aiden Doust from SoCan, um, and he actually hosted Michael Lentz, who's a producer for um, uh, Jess Cartier, and he's also working with a new um, K-pop band. Um, so he pretty much broke down his whole session, and as a producer, for me, um, I work with Logic, and he had Logic up as well. Um, there are a lot of things that, you know, you just aren't going to learn through YouTube, 
And I prefer not to learn through trial and error. Right. Um, so uh, that was lovely. Um, and it was about an hour and a half. So they took their time. Um, and then the last uh, or the second last workshop for that day uh, was with Pooh Bear, who is Justin Bieber's songwriter. Um, he's written pretty much a majority of all of his hits. And uh, Pooh Bear actually um, is very inspirational for me because he got to start really, really, really young. Uh, he was, he had a, I think he wrote Peaches and Cream for 112 and he was in high school at the time, like in class while it was playing on the radio, <laughs> um, which is just mind boggling to me. Um, and he was also joined with Nile Rogers, um, who presented him with, uh, like a lifetime creative award, um, that Nile Rogers has created himself. Um, and to hear those two men speak so highly of each other and be so humble about their own um, achievements um, was lovely to experience and have a nice first row view. And Niall was kind enough to take a couple pictures with me at the end of it, which was very lovely. And then I also have to give a shout out to um, the Women in the Studio uh, panel discussion. Um, that was put on by the Canadian Music Publishers Association, um, moderated by Vivian Barclay. Um, he's absolutely amazing from Warner. Uh, shout out to Warner. And um, we had uh, five women on the panel um, who are all uh, producers um, and songwriters as well. Um, uh, shout out to Denise Dion. Um, who's been doing amazing work um, all the way from Guelph to LA. She's been winning a whole bunch of producer uh, competitions all across the continent. Um, and I found this discussion to be probably the most intimate one, um, probably because it was mostly women. But, you know, we were just talking pretty openly, you know, about the things that we come across um, specifically as producers in the studio, um, you know, um, understanding how things work and, and, you know, not being, uh, hesitant and, you know, asking what we, um, need, um, out of a professional relationship, um, and also how to, as a producer, let male artists know that they can depend on us as well as producers for them. Um, I found that um, that's something that I've just never really talked about um, before. Yeah, that's interesting because, yeah, it you might think that, oh, because it's a female producer, you work best with female artists. And, you know, it's like you don't think that about men. Right, right. And, you know, as a produ when you're as an artist, when I'm looking for a producer, I'm looking for somebody that I feel is going to have my back at all times and who can support me and who I can go to for advice and is definitely going to know, or they are definitely going to know rather the answer. So we discussed how, you know, in society, it may be challenging for males to um, find or seek for that kind of support in other women. That was my uh, CMW experience. I met a whole bunch of agents and A&Rs and music supervisors, um, definitely just a lot of people who were very interested in, in getting to know me and my, my craft. Um, and everybody was pretty much willing to do whatever they could in that moment um, or willing to follow up in the future 
um, to, to assist me. That's great. Yeah, it's all about, especially during the day, like I always say, when you're not in a panel, you better be mingling oh, in the yeah. lobby and, and you never, never know, know who you're going to meet. So um, definitely you have to be outgoing very, enough to be open to talking to and, the uh, next it's person. And it's funny you say that. When I was leaving on the last day, Maestro um, was walking in and, you know, I just stopped him really quickly and thanked him for what he's, you know, done as an originator for, you know, the music culture here in Toronto, in Canada. And, um, you know, he just right away just um, was like, of course, you know, blah, 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 and just very interactive and eventually got to talking about my music and um, the fact that I make male empowerment music, my um, EP, The Elements of Love, that will be coming shortly um, is, you know, support for um, men in our communities, uh, specifically the POC communities, who, men who tackle what they tackle in society and then have to come home and then be, um, you know, 100% of that um, stable force and um, source of um, uh, strength, you know, and livelihood for their respective families and their partners. Um, so we had a, a really nice discussion about that and he followed up um, a couple of days later through Instagram, which was lovely. So, and, and, and that's just so amazing, you know, to have a pioneer 20 years plus. Yeah. And you think he gets bugged all the time, right? Exactly. And I've been doing this for a year and a half. Um, and, you know, just the fact that that conversation went down so organically, it's, you know, a beautiful environment that Canadian Music Week has, um, you know, created. So it was lovely. That's all we have for this week for part one of Canadian Music Week Review. On next week, we will have Canadian Music Week part two with more artists. We'll hear from Esma, Tamara Madeline, a band called Encore, and potentially a few other little surprises on that episode, continuing the discussion about Canadian Music Week, the artists, and the panels. After that, we have Ebony Rowe from Honey Jam. And I'll also talk to quite a bunch of artists that are Honey Jam alumni. The auditions are coming up in Toronto on June 2nd at the Rivoli. So Canadian female artists between the ages of 14 and 25 are invited to come out and audition. And it's any genre of music, pop, hip hop, jazz. Soca, R&B, gospel, rock, blues, alternative, opera, country. We're open to all. The live auditions, June 2nd in Toronto. And you can also submit online. They want to invite artists from across Canada to submit online at honeyjam.com slash auditions. All the details are there. It's more than just a showcase. The artists that are accepted into Honey Jam, it's a mentorship program. Artists will receive free music industry workshops at Paris Institute. They will get free vocal and performance coaching. They will get publicity leading up to the showcase. Their songs played on radio, promotion on Honey Jam socials. There's a mentor cafe. Celebrity Q&As. Past celebrity guests have include Jesse Reyes. Marsha Ambrosia, Latoya Luckett, and Melanie Fiona. 
One lucky artist will receive $5,000 in Yamaha equipment. Another artist will be chosen to take part in the Artist Entrepreneur Program at Canada's Music Incubator at Coalition Music. The opportunities are endless. It all leads up to the concert on August 22nd at the Mod Club in Toronto. So we will have that coming up for more detailed show notes. Okay, I'm never going to get the transcriptions up, but I will have links to everything that we're talking about, photos from Canadian Music Week, photos of the artists that we're talking about and talking to at dianefoy.com slash 014. I am at Dianefoy PR on all social media and join our Facebook group, Sing, Dance, Act, Thrive for performing artists. And we're building a community there. And if you enjoyed these episodes, please share them with your fellow performing artists and industry influencers, and we'll build our community together. Thanks for listening to Sing, Dance, Act, Thrive. Be sure to join the mailing list at dianefoy.com to gain access to exclusive bonus content, a weekly newsletter, and an invitation to our private Facebook group of purpose-driven performing artists and industry influencers. 